This special mini episode of Highly Enthused was made possible by our friends at Visit Canberra. Thanks to their generosity, we had a great time eating, drinking and exploring our nation's fine capital and we are thrilled to bring you our travel notes. Sit back, relax and get excited. Not quite. This is just a little extra special episode we're throwing in for fun. Yeah, we thought you deserved a little tidbit of Highly Enthused, and what better topic than the capital of this fine country? Look, it's been a tough few months for this fine country, and I feel like we should all get behind our capital and visit it. (laughs) Exactly. If you're heading south this summer, which you should all do, or winter or autumn, any of the seasons, (laughs) make a pit stop by Canberra. We have some pretty good tips for you. Yeah, and we also actually hired a roaming microphone to take with us, so you'll experience in this episode, like, highly enthused life. (laughs) Yeah, like, listen to this cool piano we found playing on the street. Right? I mean, wasn't that worth it? (laughs) That alone should get you just, just, you know, on board with this episode. That was midnight after... An old-fashioned, I think. (laughs) Or two. (laughs) There's a few involved, I think. Okay, so what's the deal? How are we doing this episode? Okay, I think we're going to do five recommendations each. We spent a weekend there, so it was a finite number of hours. Yeah. There is definitely more to Canberra than this short list of ten. Yeah. But these are our top picks. Yeah. We were meant to go ballooning, but the weather foiled our plans. I know. I was really excited about that, even though it did mean getting up at, like, 3.30 in the morning. But that's for next time. Next time we go down, we'll go ballooning. For now, we're eating, drinking, arting. Shopping. Shopping, browsing. Looking at things. Where are we off to first? Okay, so my first recommendation is very Gen Z. (laughs) It's um, this shop called the Blonde Concept Store. I'm going to give you the address because when you search Google Maps, it doesn't show up. It's 27 Lonsdale Street in Braddon, Canberra. They, their online presence is Instagram and they sell everything through Depop. Literally, this is aimed at everyone between the ages of like 13 and 22. We yeah, are well, not the target audience. But they have lots of amazing like early 2000s vintage and they also have like one of our favorite brands, Permanent Vacation, where I got my really fun birthday dress last year. They've got rollers. They've got some like very cool internet-y brands. But yeah, great vintage. Um, I think my favorite was you trying on some really ugly sunglasses, but they're ugly because we're old and 20-year-olds, they probably look really hot and cool. Mm, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't know if anyone can pull off these. <laughs> they're those like one centimeter in width yeah. colored glasses. I feel like you could have pulled them off, frankly. I think Thanks. I think we just need to lean into the, the look. We're just used to our linens. This is definitely not that. But it's got a really, really fun selection. It's one of those shops that walks in that's just like really cool. All the clothes are hanging on racks. You just want to like look at everything. Even if you look at it and you're like, I don't even know whether this is a top or a skirt, but I'll try it. There was definitely a fluffy fringed sleeve. There's a lot of fluffy fringed sleeves. There's a lot of net. There's a lot of neon. A lot of like pleather. Yeah. But it was all kind of fun and fabulous. Super fun. Um, and the staff there was so sweet. I don't know if they just, I reminded them of like 
their aunt or something. <laughs> but they were all really Just kind. stumbled in here. <laughs> oh, these sweet old people are here. Yeah, as I could say, we felt old. I felt old enough, but they had some really cool stuff. Um, so that is Blonde Concept Store. My second recommendation is just next to Blonde Concept, and it's Kayo Coffee Project. It reminded me of, like, a little Tokyo coffee shop. Yeah. Lots of, like, poured concrete. It's just, like, a tiny little kiosk. They've got outdoor seating. We just stopped in and got a coffee because we, I think, were a little bit dusty this day and needed, like, an extra caffeine hit in the early afternoon. Mm-hmm. So really great coffee. They're, they roast their own coffee. You can buy their coffee online and, like, all the brewing gear. But they also have, like, what looks like really good snacks. Like, I think they have a kimchi toasty on the menu, which is very much in our wheelhouse. Yep. Um, but this was some of the best coffee that we had on this trip. So that's Kayo Coffee Project. So that's also on Lonsdale Street in Braddon. And just to complete the Braddon trifecta, the last place we stopped, or one of my favorite places, I actually got genuinely excited when we walked in because everything in here was great, was the Black Hearts and Sparrows branch that they have in Canberra. Well, Melbourne people are really lucky because they already have this. Yes. But it's brand new in Canberra, I yeah. think. And there, it isn't in Sydney. So if you're a Sydney person and you can't get to, to Melbourne to experience it, you just can stop in Canberra and get the whole experience. So it's this incredible, I guess, liquor shop or booze shop because they don't just sell wine. They sell, they, they sell a lot of really great wine but with really good curation and really good recommendations. And then they had an amazing beer selection. I personally picked up a four-pack of their collaboration with Sailor's Grave, which was a feijoa sour, mm. which is like a kiwi, a, a New Zealand fruit, right? Or is it South American? I always forget. Can't confirm at this stage. Well, look, it's exotic, guys. <laughs> I can tell you that. So it was really lovely. I drank them this summer sitting on the hill at Coogee. Um, I don't think they have that one at the moment, but they have a collaboration with Sailor's Grave still, which is their minted watermelon Kool-Aid sour. Yum. Literally is... drinking the Kool-Aid. Yes. Look, I have I have drunk the sour beer Kool-Aid. It's pretty much all I've drunk this summer. <laughs> Um, Our teeth are hanging on by shreds. Well, I also drink kombucha and then, like, natural wine, so it's like, there's no there's no enamel left on my teeth, but I am satisfied <laughs> with my alcoholic beverages. So that is Black Arts and Sparrows. They also had pre-batch cocktails from a bar that you're going to recommend. So, moving on to food. Thank God we're eating something on this trip. I know, because at this point we're boozed and caffeinated and wearing some neon, but I'm um, <laughs> starving to death. So I had a milestone on this trip. I was very glad to witness it. I had my first ever bacon and egg roll. I have a photo of Sophie's face as she ate, or just before she ate her first bacon and egg roll, and it is glorious, and I'm going to put it on our Instagram. I was a little bit apprehensive. I've heard a lot about them, obviously, on this podcast, and generally in life, if you grow up in Sydney, a bacon and egg roll is it's actually amazing. I made it to 31 without ever having one. Much you didn't the, eat eggs for a long time. No, it's like much in the same way that I still can't drive at 31. <laughs> I've just like really pushed some milestones out <laughs> so I can still feel a sense of accomplishment as I enter middle age. So this was at Morning Glory, which is this lovely little cafe that was right near where we were staying. It's in the new Acton Pavilion. So there's quite a few little like bars and restaurants tucked away in there as well. This was actually char siu bacon. <laughs> So, like, very decadent. Chasu's like a barbecue glaze, like yeah. Chinese barbecue yeah, glaze. Yeah, so, like, really thick cut, mm. not like a traditional bacon, with fried egg, fried echelot, and QP mayonnaise. I wouldn't call this a light meal. It was, like, the most cholesterol-rich, like, yolky, decadent kind of dish, but... It really hit the spot, I have to say. It, like, it definitely was uh, a good introduction into the 
category of bacon and egg rolls. That's a high standard to set for a bacon egg roll. Yeah. So I still haven't had a second one. That was my first and only bacon and egg roll so far. Maybe I'm intimidated to try another one after <laughs> such a good entry into it. Um, but this is – Morning Glory was really cute. They also had really good coffee. Like, mm. I think that was maybe, like, one of the best coffees I've had in a long time. The whole menu just looks kind of amazing. It's, like, Asian-Australian cafe fusion. <laughs> That's even a thing. <laughs> Don't ask me to describe food, guys. Um, so, yeah. So, that was a bacon egg roll at Morning Glory. You might need to do some laps just, like, around, like, Billy Griffith. <laughs> work it off but delicious my final recommendation is our cultural expedition to the national gallery but in particular there's two permanent exhibitions there that are really fun Um, one is the yayo kusama infinity room and the other is the james turrell sky space within without so both of these i need to be honest both of these are kind of like Instagram catnip. <laughs> like you've probably, if you've ever seen a friend go to camera, they have probably posted a photo on Instagram of this. I'm guilty of this too. What I think is so cool is they're these works that are way better in person. Like you think you, I've seen them on Instagram, I know what it's like, but they play with like depth and perception and like the way your eye works in a really interesting way. Like the more I was inside the Kusara one, the more my eyes kept doing like weird little tricks on me. No, that's not where the room ends. Like I just kept kind of losing a sense of where the edges of everything were. Yeah, you look in the corners and it all kind of blurs. And... Yeah, and like, is that close or far? How big is this room? I thought I knew how big this room was and now I'm not sure, which is just really fun. And then there's a line of people out, out the front being like, can we come and then you're also like from the outside you're kind of like do I want to line up is this going to be worth it why is everyone spending so long in there it can't possibly be that interesting (laughs) so that's really great and then the James Turrell one it's actually outside the gallery it's a really hard way to explain it's like you walk in through this kind of like you walk down a bit of a slope and then into this space there's water around it outside and then it's like a big square box that you walk into and then there's another like water feature and then inside there's almost like a beehive looking like shape I am... hold up i think we have a recording of us inside this exhibition maybe this is a good time to insert it yeah let's play it oh wow lots of ambience for you guys <laughs> just the sound of rushing water puts you in place doesn't it of art that's what it is <laughs> it's the sound of culture <laughs> Oh, it's beautiful. So it's like a big square, how do you describe this, prism that we're standing in? Kind of edges up towards a big open gap at, at the sky with, in the centre, a big pool of water with a blue base. So it's this kind of diamond blue. Guys, you're just going to have to visit Canberra. It's very hard what to describe. Like my des- <laughs> do you like my description? What is in the middle of that? What would you a just- beehive? A beehive. Sculpture in the middle. Which we're going to go inside. But I think at different times of the day, the light moves around the water, reflects. And you can see the gum trees out the top of the work, which is actually amazing. Stepping inside the beehive. Oh, wow. That's pretty awesome. There's a, an opening at the top. It's kind of like a sundial. The last time I came here, we came in winter, like towards the end of the day and so you get like the sky completely changes colour and the whole inside of this just changes colour as well. Mm. But it doesn't feel like you're looking at the sky when you're looking at it, it like makes it look completely different. Yeah I think the sun is like not directly above. Mm. It always looks like glass.
So as you can see, we thoroughly enjoyed this while we're in there. But the trick can is, talk about art. Can talk about love art. Love to talk about art. <laughs> love it. I'm really good at it, as you can all hear. But apparently, the trick here is to go at sunrise or sunset. Yeah, we went like peak day. It was very hot day. Yeah, it was good. It was amazing. But I yeah. think sunset would be incredible. Yeah. So I think this is one he really plays with light and space. So like how different colors next to each other like change the perception of what the light is and it's yeah it's pretty beautiful um at the moment there's actually a big matisse and picasso exhibition that's running until april this year so always worth going down to check those out but if you're there at a different time of year the the standard collection there is pretty great oh yeah you can't you can't skip it what are your five recommendations okay well i'm starting at the peak at yeah. the best bar i think i went to all of last year Pretty fucking good. Big call. <laughs> <laughs> it's a big call and I like it. Starting strong. I definitely had the best cocktail I had all year last yep. year there. Bar Rochford. It is absolutely phenomenal. It's so good. It's in this beautiful upstairs room in Canberra's Melbourne building, which is in the centre of town. You walk up these little stairs off kind of a main street and you enter a room that has these beautiful arched windows that overlook the city. Yeah. This, Another good sunset spot. The space is beautiful there's like. shelves of records and records playing there's like little booths you can sidle into and then we sat at a high table with like tall bar stools it's just feels modern but also art deco and old and it's classic it's like a classic space yeah the service level was just on point really friendly we maybe even have a clip here from someone saying something hold up ambient noise that you can hear right now is we're literally sitting at the bar with the microphone being looked at by staff members like we're weirdos you can hear shakes you can hear rock and rolls <laughs> okay so we're looking at the menu yeah and it's looking good i want the radishes and turnips with the umeboshi butter because as we know i fucking love a radish i want the gougiers french onion galette also sounds great yeah, kingfish pineapple and jalapeno great Yum. The asparagus, salado, and roe. Great. I want everything on this. I'm into the steak tartare pepper with crisps and the chicken salt on the padrons with lavender. Yes. See, that to me is genius. The room is beautiful. God, there's like a killer archway window. Mm -hmm. Ooh, there's Radicon over there. Is it rude to compliment Canberra by saying it reminds you of Sydney and Melbourne? Hi <laughs> guys, how you doing? Um, delicious. Yes. Drinks just arrived. Cheers. Cheers. The snacks? Let's get on to the snacks. Gougères, Gruyere Gougères, which came out, I think there was, what, like 10 of them? Yeah, under a mountain of cheese. Yeah, just like showered in Gruyere, which is my preferred way to eat yeah. Gougères. <laughs> <laughs> Covered in cheese, always. Having just experienced these. There was radishes and turnips, like tiny, tiny, tiny baby little radishes and turnips with this really savoury umeboshi butter. You know how I feel about radishes. I mean, dipping vegetables into butter is the way I want to die. Like, truly. <laughs> Can you imagine if that is how you die? How did she die? She died doing what she loved, choking on a radish covered in butter. <laughs> we had steak tartare with chips. And let me tell you about this cocktail, the bomboleo. Or... Bambaleo, bamba. Wait, let me play the clip. Bambaleo, bambaleo. Okay, it's got tequila blanco, mezcal. So, yeah, that's Double two kinds. <laughs> this pineapple mango vinegar, which, and I asked how this is made because I was like, what? You steep pineapple skins, like when you cut off the skins of pineapple, they still have that juicy, tiny yeah. bit of flesh left in 
he said a bucket of vinegar, so I'm going to go and do that. The scale might be slightly different if you make this at home, but the principle stays the same. And if not, you have a bucket full of delicious vinegar. Uh, for like a week, he said just leave it in there for a week to get, I guess, ferment. And when it's ready, you add just a little bit of mango puree, lime, just a little bit of sugar and soda with grated lime zest over the top. It was just so refreshing and that smoky mezcalness. Yeah, it's kind of like a grown-up splice. Yeah, it was so good. And I was like, can I please have the recipe to this? And he was like, sure. And he went off and printed it out and gave it back to me like on a, on a piece of receipt. It was awesome. So, so I'm going to put that in the newsletter for you. Make sure you sign up. Eileenthus.substack.com. And let's all drink delicious bombaleos this end of summer. It's also the most fun cocktail name to say. It really is. Really is. Okay, now that we've drunk all that we can drink, it's the sounds, friends, of Rebel Rebel. So good. It's a really fantastic restaurant by Sean McConnell. He's in the kitchen. He's the brother of Andrew McConnell, a Melbourne chef who has those restaurants Supernormal, Cumulus Inc., Cutler & Co. and Marion. Literally, if you just ate at his restaurants in Melbourne, you would have a great weekend. Exactly. And Sean is similarly a talented chef. And Rebel Rebel is right by Ovalo Nishi, where we stayed, which I will speak about in a second. And right around the corner from... Morning Glory. Yes, in the same little precinct, I think, or just outside of that precinct. Yeah, so make a beeline for that. Some of the dishes that we had, stracciatella, which if you've been long-time listeners of this podcast, will know is a passion of mine. <laughs> You'll also know that we eat it so much that there was actually a moment where we're like, should we get it? We get it all the time. Do we want it? Okay, fine, we'll get it. Did not regret it. <laughs> it had beetroots. So it kind of like stained this stracciatella, this beautiful pink color, pistachios and blackberries. And so good. Honestly, summer food is just so good. It's almost like savory birch muesli. Mm. Like it was so yeah, good. Yeah, you're right. Another dark horse dish I've had now there, because I actually went back over the summer between Christmas and New Year, was cabbage with horseradish and buttermilk and like this really gorgeous creamy dressing and trout roe like sprinkled over it those kind of salty salty, pops that was so good really good local wine list and yeah just super interesting food yeah Mm. the wine list was great Mm. it had like a really good mix of a couple of names you're familiar with and then things that i'd never seen before like local drops that looked were really delicious and interesting yeah really cool okay my next recommendation is actually one for the future a friend of mine has just headed down to Canberra to head up the new Kingston Art Precinct, which you're going to have to wait a couple of years to, <laughs> for it to be realised, but it's going to be so good. She's been telling me about it and it's going to be great. It's kind of a mix of different artistic spaces where artists and resident organisations and kind of creative businesses can do all these different things to do with art. So they can make art there, they can teach students, they can hold exhibitions, perform if it's performance work and also sell so they can have things to buy That's all so in the cool. one thing. Yeah, it's going to be great. It's going to be coming in 2021, I think. <laughs> so Great, guys. Just book your trips well and truly in advance, you know? Exactly. Okay, we've got to talk about a hotel now. Overlo Nishi used to be Hotel Hotel, which won a bunch of awards when it opened a couple of years ago. It's now bought by Overlo. Yeah. The architecture is really cool. It's really striking when you walk in there. It's got that lobby with tunnel of 
wood. Yeah. It's so moody. Like, I feel like it's something mm. that you don't get somewhere like Sydney, which is all like, it's light and bright and, like, look at the ocean. It's much more like, I can imagine coming in and winter would be perfect. Like, Sink cozy. down into this leather couch by yeah, the fire. settle in. Yeah, it's very cool. One of the great things they have, actually, is on Saturdays they have an activation called the Cellar Door where all these local winemakers hold tasting of all their vino. Yes, that was really good. I bought a couple of bottles of the Malaluca Sparkling Sangiovese, which, let me tell you, went down extremely well at Christmas. And last recommendation, Soro, am I going to take us out in a brewery because... Well, because if we don't go to a brewery... (laughs) Is it even a highly enthused episode? Would you even know if we're ever kidnapped and someone does out pretends to be us and we don't mention a brewery, you know that someone else is in control. Fakes. 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 <laughs> we're not drinking something sour. It's not us. <laughs> okay, Capital Brewery was the coolest spot we visited. It was in Bishwick, which is a fun thing to say. It's super fun. It's super fun. And it's even more fun to drink there. Try the pineapple and cascara sour. Okay, fine, if you insist. Do it. I'll just track that down. We hope you enjoyed this flash in the pan tour of Canberra. We sure did. We did. We actually have a little shout out um, that we wanted to make. I can pretty safely assume that all of our listeners would have heard about the horrible fires that we've had in a sort of ongoing in southeastern Australia this summer. So obviously there's businesses that kind of lost everything in the fire in the region around Canberra, the south coast of New South Wales in particular was horribly hit. But there's a lot of small business that have been, to put it nicely, um, totally fucked because, you know, they might not have burnt down, but their business really depends on a big influx of tourism in summer and the tourism industry has just taken a total hit. Everyone's cancelling their plans, which, you know, is understandable. Um, but these businesses aren't eligible for relief funding because they technically didn't lose anything. And, like, some businesses literally get, like, 80% of their yearly income mm. in January and February. So there's this really great campaign called the Empty Esky Campaign, which is encouraging people to head down, hit a town that's sort of in recovery mode or is adjacent to one of these affected areas and just support local businesses, growers, providers. So in our EDM this week, we've got a couple of places that we recommend that are kind of in the area around Canberra. That would make an amazing kind of place to stop on your way down or back. A few cafes, place to swim, some oyster vibes. All sorts of goodies. And just generally, I think it's a great campaign to highlight. You know, summer's not over. We've all got a few long weekends up our sleeve here and there. So it's something to consider maybe... Don't just plan trips overseas. See if you can plan something more locally and support some communities that have been pretty destroyed and continue (laughs) to be destroyed because it's pretty horrible. And that's a horrible note to end on, but I think it's just um, a nice thing to think of if you're going to be traveling or exploring to to support those businesses where you can. Bring that empty esky in your car. Fill it up with delicious wine, delicious cheese, oysters, all the good stuff. It's actually a really good excuse to just, like eat and drink really I, I will genuinely say that like I've been like a total lush this summer and I'm like but it's for a good cause do I need new ceramic plates yes sure all the money's going to the fireys yeah has your shopping ban ended you've been spending money on fun things hell yeah shopping ban <laughs> has ended I'll tell you about that when we're back in March so that's it from us this week we hope you enjoyed your little quick refresher of highly enthused we'll be back on your podcast app 
sometime in February, March? March. Coming back in March. We'll be back on your app in March. Try not to miss us too much until then. Sign up to our newsletter at highlyenthused.substack.com. We're sending periodic notes. Not so regular, but that's fine. Every now and then you get a little surprise. (laughs) It's just a treat. When is anything surprising and pleasant these days? We're on a break, okay? Give us a break. (laughs) Thank you again for Visit Canberra for organising this visit. And we'll be back. See you later. Bye. Bye.